Thank you for tuning in to the non-religious Christian news. And wow, first off, what a morning. Let's just, I apologize, I apologize, I apologize. If you're listening right now, it's mostly because I asked you to tune in. <laughs> so you know how I am, you know how it is. Highways, byways, but we're gonna get started right now. But before I do, we're sitting here with Zachariah, who is like not even supposed to be on this show. He's on the next show. So, Zach, you just sit, be quiet for a while, play with that computer. I'm going to introduce Pastor Ron, who's just opened up his studio for us. You know, this is amazing. Uh, Mike Brown. Yes, we're on. We're live. So, no, I'm not going to text you. <laughs> OK, this is the radio. Just tune in and listen. Uh, this is the non-religious Christian news. And we have breaking news. We I've been putting this story off for quite some time. This is really coming to a church, a Bible study, a Sunday school, a cult group, an argument near you. And it is about the Hebrew name. Have you been using the wrong name and not know it? Does it even matter? This is really breaking into right now to a lot of different groups. And we're going to dive into that today. But before we do, I want you guys who's listening. We have in-studio guest Mike with us. I want you guys to call me on something. This is called the stop sign. This is for everybody, but guys, listen, in the studio, stop, style. If I start to talk too much about my own style, it has nothing to do with spiritual principles. If I start bringing up my style because it's me, bring up the stop sign. T, tradition. Uh-oh, we'll come back to that one in a second. O, opinion. When it comes to spiritual stuff, guys, you guys know opinion has no merit. I don't want my own opinion, much less yours. So if I start to bring in my opinion too much, throw the stop sign. Zach, I know you're not going to have an issue with that. <laughs> just stop. I'm going to love it. Just stop me. Just throw it up. Stop. That's too much opinion. And the last one is personality. Oftentimes, we interpret scripture and ancient texts based on our personality and preferences. And so if I get into that, which I have a tendency to do, hit me with the stop sign. We can't do that now because we're live. We're on air. We're international on a new network, by the way. So this show has been going on for quite some time, let's be honest, but on a closed circuit. We are now on an open circuit. So I'm going to try and be careful about what I'm saying. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but again, this is not for the easily offended. If you are real sensitive and you're tuning in, please tune out. This is not for you. If you can hear this on a Sunday morning, then you're probably, you know, you don't want it here. We're not going to talk about stuff you just hear on Sunday morning, especially in a way. If your pastor is afraid to talk about it, call us. We will. If you're in a Bible study group and they're afraid to bring up topics and you really want to know, we will, such as UFOs. We're going to talk about that one day. And my brother keeps hounding me and hounding me and hounding me about a flat earth, right? <laughs> I'm trying to tell him. I'm like, come on, man. Are you serious? And he's serious, right? And there's a lot of information online right now about a flat earth and it's gaining currency. We're going to investigate that. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more, but just not today. Because today, we're going to be diving into something that is very, very important for the Christians. Oh, that's, that's really nice. That, yeah. I hope that's coming in. That's so relaxing right there. Pastor Ron. I'm going to introduce Pastor Ron. I met Pastor Ron about maybe a year ago, maybe a little more. He is here as a, as a balance. I'm wild. I'm a firecracker. I'm a voice yelling in the wilderness. <laughs> Make straight the way of Yah. Let us stop playing. Let's do it. What are you afraid of? Let's just do it right. That's where I'm at. And Pastor Ron, he's here to put on the bandages. <laughs> yep. I'm going to cut you with a two-edged sword. That's what I do. I'm a poet. I'm a prophet. I'm just going to scream into the mic. And then we're going to have Pastor Ron. 
Yeah. He's going to soothe you. He's going to say the nice things. He's going to say the things you want to hear and things that you need to hear. Don't get me wrong. He's a nice guy, but he'll make it hurt. <laughs> he will make it hurt. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, and so Pastor Ron is going to be coming on with us here in about five minutes. Now, I'm not sure about the phone calls. I know a lot of you want to call in. I'm not sure. We might take phone calls. We might not. But we're going to open up those phone lines here soon. I'll let you know if we're going to do that. Um, but first, we're going to dive into this topic. And also, before we go, I know you're waiting on it. We're going to jump into it. There's something called semantic tricks that I call semantics. That's my own word, TM, trademark. Okay, semantics. We're not going to argue words. If you hear something, be careful how you listen. That's a scripture. Be careful how you listen. You're going to hear something. We're not going to argue words. We're not going to debate words. Ron and I, we have a lot of debates. My name is Yakanan, by the way. I'm, I am your primary host. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just a guy that does the most talking. Pastor Ron is the primary host. I'm, I'm the offshoot. If you hear us debate, we're not going to argue words. So we're going to get to the intention of the words. Semantics trick people into having sometimes the same concept, but they're saying it two different ways and they can't get along. We, that's, we're beyond that now. We're a little more mature right now. And so we're going to be talking to you as a mature audience. We're going to bring you along if you don't know things, but at the same time, let's step up to the plate and let's just be adults about certain situations, especially something as serious as spiritual growth and spiritual transformation. So, Pastor Ron, welcome to the show. We've done this a lot. How are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling good. Thank you. Good. You know, thanks again for opening up your studio, your kitchen, and I saw the food and you know, one thing I hate is when radio hosts eat on the air, so I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be diving into those strawberries and everything. But uh, we had a show like this before. We've done this before, but we're going to do it for our new BBS audience. And Ron, what do you think, first off, about the Hebrew name of Jesus being Yahshua? I basically have to agree with your arguments, I still call Jesus Jesus. Uh oh, we will hear <laughs> Get the gloves out. Uh, I hope that he understands. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of assume that he does. Uh, when my kids call me grandpa or dad or something like that, it, even if they were to mispronounce my name, I, I would still understand and. And I uh, would be all right, but I have to take my head off to your to your argument on this issue. I think, uh, as we said, if we had a time machine and went back two thousand years and met Jesus on the road, he would not recognize Jesus, but he would probably turn around if we said, you know, uh, Yeshua. Uh, okay, so let's let's just take that point right there. <laughs> let's just excellent. And, and again, let me make a few arguments because, you, you know, we've done this show before. So a lot of people don't know the arguments right now. We're talking about Jesus that is so traditional and is so ingrained in our psyche. Right now, we're taking both the affirmative and the negative. Maybe Jesus is not his name. And in fact, Jesus is not his name. And in fact, Jesus has only been around as a name for 400 years or so. And so the question that we're asking right now, before you really tune tune off to that, is if Jesus is not his name, is it A, important to find out what his name is, and B, use that name? Or is it okay, even though you know his name, to continuously use what you have been traditionally brought up with, even if it might be incorrect? And you just brought up a point, Pastor Ron, 
that if we were in a time machine and we went back into history and we were to walk the streets with him, if we were out there yelling Jesus, he might just walk on by because he never heard that with his own ears. Is that what you just said? Let me, let me just be clear. Yes. Um, <laughs> his name was, was Joshua, and the, the Hebrew language doesn't pronounce the J, so it would be Yeshua. Uh, that was his name. I guess I've, ra- I've thought about this a lot. Uh, I admire your arguments. My only apprehension is if I would begin to use the word Yeshua, I'm afraid I would cause more confusion and questions and uh, I'd have to convince everybody I wasn't trying to be more spiritual than they were or more more intellectually honest somehow because uh, I wouldn't want to come across that way. Right. And I, I'm not sure how to make that transition and not come across as 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 trying to be more intellectually honest or intellectual or more spiritual. Uh, if I could do that in a way that would communicate my heart, I think I would, I'd probably be with you. I would call him Yeshua. Even though, boy, Jesus is part of our whole, you know, that saying Jesus, Jesus, there's something about that name. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> and you don't, that's not his name. Right. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it, but the Bible is. Now, listen, you made a, you made a great point is, you know, you, you said, I'm afraid that people might think. You know, and I and I heard a couple of stop signs. I don't want to throw them up because you're the nice one, <laughs> but uh, but you nailed it. You know, there is a fear that people will hear it wrong. People will get right. offended, and the reason people get offended is because of the T in the stop sign tradition. And and you said we have songs, we have you know things that we've done our whole life, prayers and and, and a lot of things. And Jesus was in all of it, cards, greeting cards. Not to mention, you turn on TV, you turn on the radio. That's all you hear. But let's let's go back again to the first century and let's walk and let's be let's be Jews for a while, you know. Let, let's be Judaizers even if if you would. And let's say we were used to going to the synagogue. Let's say we were used to going to the temple. Let's say we were used to this as a life. And then here comes this radical prophet, with a, with a band of of renegades, and his name is Yahshua, and he says, you know, we're not necessarily looking at this temple anymore. And then let's say we watch him die a horrible a horrible death. And then we see these same renegades who were once kind of, you know, iffy and wishy-washy, all of a sudden out there saying, oh, by the way, everything that you you learned, we're going to do different now. And so the way you go to the synagogue, the way you worship, we're going to we're going to change everything about your entire life. How would we look at them as Jews when they come and say, you know, we're, we're bringing a new tradition? You know, we're still using the same book. We're still we still understand the, the scripture. We still understand the laws. But at the same time, now we're going to take this radical approach of love. We're going to take this radical approach that we don't have to meet in a synagogue. We can meet next door in the house. We're going to take this new radical approach to the same Elohim, to the same God that you used to serve. But now we're going to take this radical approach because this one has come and he has died. And I know you can't really see him. And I know this seems completely out of your paradigm and preference and tradition. But this is the way that it is. Would we have accepted it back then? And we could tell by history, most Jews did not. All we're saying today is, out of so much that you're doing right, why not just become more excellent? I'm here to show you, says Shaul, Paul, a more excellent way. And out of fear, 
he and he met, he he mentioned that Shaul Paul mentioned that he would say, you know, I'm I'm among you with fear. I'm among you with trembling. I'm I'm here because I understand exactly what Pastor Ron is saying. I understand that people will rebel because tradition has the power to nullify. The master said it himself. He says, by your traditions, you make of none effect the word of Elohim. This is what the Messiah said. The Messiah said you can actually nullify the word with a tradition. So my fear is the opposite of yours. My fear is if I don't tell people <laughs> that even though they might become angry or, or bitter or offended, at least they hurt. And, and I think the role of the evangelist, the role of the prophet, the role of the poet, the role of a loving neighbor is if you see a child running towards the street, you snatch them and you bring them back and then you can nurture them and then you can love them. And I think you, you did it so well by saying, I don't want you to think this, but I can't allow what you might think prevent me from telling you this. And so now as a pastor and as a teacher and as someone who gets an opportunity to speak to people on a regular basis, wouldn't it be advantageous to maybe teach that? And now they're going to be aware and even more aware, because if they are with him and they are humble and they are of a loving nature, wouldn't they just even be excited to take this more excellent way in juxtaposition to being angry because you're destroying tradition? I guess it would depend on how I had a chance to present it. If I was uh, in a pulpit every Sunday morning and could present my views to a church, <gasps> I, I would probably... <gasps> Another topic for next week. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I I'm would kidding. probably begin to teach this. I remember I was in a Baptist church. It was basically cessationist, and I taught that the gifts of the Spirit were for today. And, I and how long before you got fired? <laughs> well, it was a couple of years. But... Uh, I had a chance to do it from the pulpit, and I had a chance to kind of get everybody on the same page. Um, so, you know, tradition, some traditions kill. Other traditions are just traditions. And I think Paul in Corinthians said certain things we're not to fight over. And I'm playing the devil's advocate here. Mark, Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Paul said if one man thinks eating meat is wrong, then don't eat meat. Excellent. If, 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 if he thinks it's okay, then fine. Uh, Paul said, to the weak, I become weak, and to the strong, I become strong. Uh, the man with strong faith is not to trample the faith of the man with the weaker faith. So there's certain times where we are to, I think, not just to demand the truth, but to uh, make it easy for our weaker brothers in issues that don't destroy basic principles. And, and you'd have to convince me that this violates something terribly important. Absolutely. And your probably your best argument is the idea that the name is very important in the Bible. Uh, the name in that culture was probably more meaningful than it is in our culture. In our culture, names don't mean a whole lot. You can call me Ron, Ronnie, you know, anything you want. It's okay, I'll answer in that time, names were very important, and certainly the name of, you know, God is of utmost of utmost importance. So, whether that becomes a tradition that is is, it, 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 we let it be corrosive by not speaking the truth, or whether it's one of those things where, hey, if he thinks meat is wrong, then don't eat meat with him, you know. Uh, 
to the weak I become weak, to the strong I become strong. It sounded like Paul was uh, being kind of weak need here with the truth, but I think Paul was making a distinction between things that are really important that get in the way of our relationship with Christ and things that are preferences. And, and I guess I'm still debating where this issue lies on the spectrum. Excellent. And I'm, and I'm glad you well, are. I, I have a question. Oh, wait, hold, 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 hold one second. This is, you're listening to the Non-Religious Christian News. I am your host, Yakanan. You're also hearing Pastor Ron. Getting interrupted right now is a novice. This is like Timothy, just, just so you're aware of the first century. This is Timothy coming in, and he is just raw, uncut, Gentile, pure. Go ahead, Zachariah. Okay, the name Yeshua, okay, if we were to go back into the original Greek manuscripts of the Bible, like all 20,000 of them or whatever it is, the name Yeshua does not appear. So wait, now are you telling me I have two advocates in here for for? Uh, I'm just <laughs> no, I no. mean it's not there. I e mean, excellent, it's, excellent it's, point, by the way. And he's piggybacking off of someone we heard on on YouTube. No, that was research, was right, right. Called. And I'm I'm first off, I'm shocked that you actually done research for the show. Hopefully, you've done it for our other show too. No, I because <laughs> I carry that one. But uh, excellent, excellent points. And I'll I'll say this: anytime we're going to interpret. Uh, interpret uh, spiritual passages, it's always, always important to look at the original context. And everyone's pretty much aware of that, especially if you're going to be a teacher and or scholar or theologian. Original context is of utmost importance. And then after that, you take it to the eternal context. Because in the eternals, all things are settled and we know for sure what Elohim is asking. And then we can finally, ultimately bring it into the present. I think a mistake many, many people make that are our peers is they'll read something and immediately interpret according to present day terminology, words, personality, paradigm, and tradition. Based on what, what you guys are saying, and, and I really appreciate it, and I'm going to start to try and make some affirmative arguments of why not only is it important, it could be uh, not, a, not just a disputable well, matter. Well, well here, here's, here's the thing, though. It does not appear... Well, in the Old Testament, or in the New Testament, in the New Testament, he's in saying the it New doesn't. Testament, the New Testament was written in Greek. Right. And Jesus didn't speak Greek. He right. spoke uh, Aramaic. Most likely Aramaic. Some and argue in Hebrew. Aramaic, it probably would have been Yeshua. Although Hebrew was not a spoken language in the time that Jesus walked on the earth, Hebrew had ceased to be a spoken language. So the question is, what was it in Aramaic? I don't think Jesus spoke Greek. Right. Uh, and now, now we're going to have, uh, hopefully, some people that would argue that. But, and, and I'm going to say this, whether he spoke either Hebrew or Aramaic, and, and, and then even though we're acutely aware that the New Covenant was written in, in Greek and going to a Greek culture, does that infect or affect that he has a name? And would his name change, or should his name change per culture? I've been in over 10 different countries. If I needed to cash a check in Brazil, I would have to use my original name. My name did not change because the language changed. My name did not change because the culture changed. My name was still my name, independent on where I was and what language was spoken. And now I go by the name Yakanan, not only for this show, it's just uh, my Hebrew name. But at the same time, names were, as Pastor Ron had said, very, very important. So let us not be present. And the pastor Ron pointed this out so perfectly. Right now, Ron, Ronnie, whatever, you know, and I'm going to start using that because he said that. Pastor Ronnie, you know, that's fun for me. But uh, then, so let's go back to then. Were names important? Obviously, they were. Let's take uh, Adam, ha Adam, the first, first name. 
If we look at his name in the pictorial Hebrew, his name means, ah, is the first letter, which means first. Dom in the Hebrew means blood. He was literally the first blood. He was the first one to come in to the Eretz, to the earth. And based on his name, you could see meaning in his name. Let's take ones that most people are familiar with. We don't even have to use the pictorial here. Abram, his name had meaning. But when the father decided to call him to a different destiny, he changed his name and added a, a hey to his name. And his name became Abraham. Abraham had a different meaning than Abram. And so by the naming change, we had a destiny change. Most people who are scholars, theologians, are really aware of this concept. But if you're not, let's look at another name. Sarai also had a name change. She had a hey breathed into her name and she became Sarah. Um, we, we know that there has been changes from Jacob, Jacob. His name was changed to Israel. And so we have Prince with God, El, Prince with God. Names have meaning. Yachanan, and whom I am named after, is, that's John. Okay, John the Baptist, Yachanan means Yah, Kanan, gracious. Yah is gracious, gracefulness. And so we see that Yachanan preceded Yahshua. So what is Yahshua? It means Yah, our Father, our God, yud Hey, <clears throat> is Savior, Shua. And so in Matthew 121, we see that really, really clear. His name will be called because he will save their people. So names character, destiny in the original century. Now, let's go back to Adam for one second. Father named Adam. But what did Adam get the name? He got to name the animals. And so all the animals paraded. Let's look at this metaphorically just for a second. They paraded before him and he named them. <clears throat> Why would Adam get to name the animals? Because the command came to Adam and Adam got to rule authority over the earth and over the animals. Therefore, Adam named the animals because he exerted authority over all the animals. You have authority over what you name. Hebrew concept. Ergo, if we name something, it's because we are the parents of and we have authority over. So when Yahshua is about to be born, notice if names didn't matter, his name would have been Joseph. Ponder. If names didn't matter, he would have been named after his father, his stepfather. But just to be clear, his original father decided to name him. So if the father in heaven thought it of utmost important, not just to use any random name and not just to let the parents name stepfather and, and Mary, but he himself sent a messenger to say this will be the name. Who and their human ego would be so bold as to change it and rename him? And who then would stand on a tradition once they realize it is wrong to say, even though I have been wrong, let me humble myself and say, if the father wanted to name his son for the destiny of the son, and now I know the name, wouldn't it be incumbent upon us to use what we know to be true now, as opposed to holding on to, to tradition, which has the authority to nullify? even the word of Elohim. So in the Hebrew culture, name and fame run hand in hand. Also in the Hebrew culture, name and authority 
So the question I ask, I had to ask this to myself, and I, and I speak like this to me. That's why it comes out so <gasps> The bandages will come out soon. The sword is still swinging here. The name itself, how many demons were cast out in the first century? How many healings occurred in the first century? How many miracles occurred in the first century in the name Jesus? None. Let's just be clear, none. And if, it, and if anything did happen, it wasn't based on the Hamashiach Yeshua. It was based on something that they have created in their own imaginations. The name Jesus did not even originate until we could pronounce pretty much the letter J. So let me give you an argument I had to the contrary. I argued against this for quite some time. Here's why. The presentation that was given to me was horrible. Pastor Ron, you nailed it. The brothers who came to me and presented Yahshua presented it in such a way that I could scarcely hear the truth because of the presentation and the, and the flesh and the lack of love that was given in the presentation. Number two, and I heard this on YouTube, and I, and I thought this, this gentleman, he was doing so well, and he was saying, we don't need to use the Hebrew name because the people who present the Hebrew name have a hidden agenda to take you back to the old covenant. And so in his mind, and rightly so for, for so many, they're using Yahshua as a platform to put people back under law. He could not distinguish Yahshua in the new covenant. He was saying, everyone you hear who uses that name has a hidden agenda and they're trying to bring you back to the old covenant. Stay away. His conclusion was false because he used a sweeping generalization and he was able to put into their minds, into their consciousness, that if you hear it bad, if you hear this name bad, connect to the old covenant. And he was very, very passionate. And ultimately, we come back to Zechariah, a.k.a. Timotheus, the Gentile who just doesn't care what he's thinking or what he's saying. He just throws it out. And I was actually surprised he even said, excuse me, you don't have to be you. <laughs> just be you. It wasn't written in the manuscripts. And my argument was just that. On the cross, Pastor Ron, I think there were three languages in which it was written that this was the king of the Jews. And that was my argument to them. I said, at the time, even on the cross, they wrote it not just in, in Hebrew or Aramaic. They wrote it in three different languages, Greek being one, I believe, Latin, perhaps being the third. Therefore, it doesn't matter what language we use and what language we call it, call him in as long as our intentions are okay. It took me years to unwind that and to realize that even though the sentences might have been written in the original language, the enunciation, the pronunciation still could have been the same, Yahshua. Because in their minds, and 90, the 95% of that culture, according to most scholars, could not either read or write Therefore, they would not have been able to pull from those signs, that sign, exactly what was going on. So they would ask, and what would they hear? This is Yahshua, who's proclaiming to be the Son of God. So, Zechariah, I felt like I've politically danced around your question long enough. 
it wasn't written in the Greek manuscripts, and maybe because there was some sinister, perhaps. Oh, uh, wasn't it against the law to, to write his name? Well, or? now you're going to help me out. Now you want to take I'm my, just, now you I, take I, my I got side. to. I see you're struggling. No, not at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to, you know, pass around. You know, he's so loving. I'm trying to work on that side. You know. <laughs> Because truth without love is not truth. It's a well, lie. I, I think one thing to be said, I mean, his father's name was written well over 5,000 times. 6,800. Yeah, and then he count the times it's used as the prophet's name. Why wouldn't he retain his father's name? And yeah. I think there was Jewish tradition and other things that stopped that. And, and just to take a more recent note, I, I think it was the uh, Vatican that outlawed the use of the name Yahweh because of a, a, a Jewish tradition. Yeah. The Jews who don't believe... Jesus is, or Yeshua is son of God, so. Right. And and, and also, yeah, it was definitely forbidden. And we, we did a lot of research on that. And we were trying to figure out why it was forbidden. And there's two reasons. There's a lot of reasons it could be, but there's two reasons that we could point to in history. One, the commandment. Do not take the name of yud heh vah in vain. And so out of fear of, of, of transgressing this commandment, what would happen is that people would either substitute or not say it at all. And we started to hear other names around the name, such such as Hashem. In, in the Hebrew, that means the name. And so we know when we say Hashem in that culture, we're, we're representing the name, but we're not going to just throw the name out there in our natural mind and tongue. And the other reason is, and, and, and this becomes, you know, a more more diabolical approach. Some are actually going so far as to saying that darkness doesn't want the name of light. No. And the prophet Jeremiah actually prophesied, and let me say his name it would be more like Yeremiah. His name, he prophesied that the name would be lost. But he also prophesied that the name would be restored. We also hear through the cries of the prophets, Elohim, yud heh at one point said, no longer call me Baal, no longer call me Baal, no longer call me that because you have forgotten my name for Baal. This was a cry through the prophets to the people. Where is that cry at today? Because Baal could be translated in many right into our own language as Lord. Baal. And he says, no longer call me that. You've forgotten my name for Lord. You've forgotten my name for Baal, not to mention Baal became the name of many others. And so Elohim, such a general concept, God, can be used for angels, can be used for demons, can be used for humans at some point. He says here, how can I distinguish myself from the people? And so when we walk through the historical old covenant, we see him start off kind of as unknown. And then we see the word Elohim being used time and time again. And Elohim is the plural general term for God. But when asked, who shall I say, we have another word that comes into focus in the Hebrew called Hawa. And we also see it sometimes written as Eye, Esher, Eye. And so some people put it into the future tense and, and some manuscripts put it into the kind of the present tense. But we see Hawa, to be, to exist. And then we see Yahawa, which means Yah exists. And, and, and then the people were introduced to a name. And so we went from an Elohim, general concept, God, could mean so much, to personal. We have a name, we have a direction, we have someone. And then 
when the Messiah comes, who comes in his name and he says, I've come in my father's name. I've come to represent my father. And many of the prophets before him did the same. Think about Elijah. His name is Eli Yahu. We see Jeremiah, Yeremei Yahu. We see Isaiah, Yesha Yahu. These were coming in his name. Would you be so bold as to tell me then the son would not walk in the name when most of the prophets and, and, and those of old would? And he said, I will come and not only represent the name, I will manifest the name perfectly and purely because I will lose myself in order that he might be seen and I will be the savior. And then the father says, I have given unto this name everything that is in every name and I put this name above all names and therefore when we call this name everything else that was in my name will be represented in this name because it is in this name that salvation now comes to the earth so we need a Yah Savior we have Yahshua and this is what they called in the original century so why wasn't it in the Greek perhaps because people didn't want people to call on that name Perhaps because it was hidden behind by all which he said he didn't want, but was continuing to happen. And so the question we would have to ask is, why would he let that happen? I asked that. God, why? Why would you even let your name be lost? If it is so important, if it seems to be so important, why would you allow it to be lost? But it wasn't. It wasn't lost. It was hidden from some, but it was definitely not lost. And throughout the centuries, we see his name being used in his original form. And, and Pastor Ron, the letter J materialized, what, in the 16th? Around the, do you know what, when it uh, materialized? Uh, no, I, I don't. It's not about in English. Yes. No, I don't. And so, 15th, 16th century. Right. And so what we see is when the name is lost and then it gets restored, perhaps this is what he intended for it to be the whole time. Because like next week, we're gonna, we're gonna be bringing on a, a pastor from Hawaii, Robert Fitz, he's an author, he's a pastor, he's a minister. He's talking about church and church life. And the church has been lost for about the same amount of time. A lot of things around the third, fourth century start to get lost. But the question is beyond why it happened, when it happened, where it happened is now, if we know for sure that Jesus was not his original name, what would hold my mind and body and soul into continuing to use what I know to be inaccurate? Is it tradition? Is it my opinion? Is it personality? Or am I just saying it isn't important when the whole time we see an angel come from heaven to make sure he is named accurately and correctly? Zachariah, I present it back to you. What would cause you to hold on to Jesus if you've known and are knowing and are learning that that's not his name? Well, look at it this way. What about all the people who have had prayers answered and, and, and seen miracles in the name of Jesus? I being one of them and, and, and many. And I would answer it thus. And I, uh, and I want to be as open and offensive as possible on this. In the end times, in the latter days. I will send a deceiving spirit. Even the elect, not my words, even the elect can be fooled if that were possible. I am not going on record and saying right now that everyone using the name of Jesus is deceived and fooled. 
But what if? I just have to think about that for my own life. I'm not trying to put that on anybody else's life because you'll get mad at me. (laughs) But for my own life, what if? What if I was wrong using the old traditional term and while I'm still alive and on earth and breathing, I hear the right term? What if there were miracles being done in this name that's only been around for three or 400 years, but then I come to find out I was wrong? Would the miracle justify me being wrong? Absolutely not. You said Jesus has only been around for three or 400 years. As a, as a name popular for the Messiah. Okay, if you went back uh, 12 or 1300 uh, in the Roman church, what would they have called him? That's a good question. And, I, and I've seen uh, Greek versions. I've read uh, Latin, Latin versions of the name. But I also know for sure that people have held on to the Aramaic slash Hebrew version I guess, of the um, name. I'm still struggling with where you draw the line between just uh, preference and tradition and something meaningful that will actually get in the way of your relationship with Christ. Uh, when when I've heard people say they pray in the name of Jesus or in the name of Jesus, I cast out the spirit or I do this or that. I've always understood that not so much the actual pronunciation of the name, which is the argument you're making, but it's the personality, the character behind that name. Now, if you have Christians who use the name of Jesus, but in their mind, they are following Christ. They're following the Yeshua of the New Testament. They have the spirit of Christ. They have the Holy Spirit. They are functioning in the mind and the spirit and the power of Yeshua, but they're using the name Jesus. Aren't they still doing what they're doing in the name of Yeshua or in the name of Jesus? It's To me, it's it may be the spirit behind it. It may be the character of the person that they are appealing to, not so much just the pronunciation of the word that rolls off their tongue. That's a great point, and I'm, I'm glad you, you brought that out because it's definitely not just the pronunciation. And if you're just tuning in, um, we, we talked a little bit earlier about name and fame, name and character having uh, destiny in, in the Hebrew culture. And so it's more than just the pronunciation, but the pronunciation and or Articulation, I do believe, is important because, again, humans did not name the son. You know, the father named the son. And so out of respect for the father naming the son, I would say even, you know, because the argument, well, we don't know if it's Aramaic or Hebrew. We don't know exactly if it's Yeshua, Yahshua. Well, I mean, that's a whole lot closer in that attempt than what is being used. And the now to get to what you were just saying, you know, is it the character and not the pronunciation? That's a great argument. You know, and I'm not going to pretend to know the answer to that. But what I do know is once I learn the name, what would keep me from from using it? Well, I I sound like I'm disagreeing with you, Mark. I want you to. That's 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 what makes us good. What I have to do is is if I'm going to set myself at odds with the whole church that I'm involved with, you know, if I'm going to put myself in a place where all kinds of of feelings may be directed towards me that may not be true. I have to be pretty sure it's worth it. Yeah. That what I'm doing isn't just uh, some symbolic thing that has no real meaning. Uh, Like Paul's analogy of drinking wine or eating meat, you know. I grew up in a family where, boy, if you drank wine, you couldn't be a Christian. If you smoked, you couldn't be a Christian. And the Bible says, no, these things aren't true. This is preferences, uh, different levels of faith. 
uh, I have to be sure that what you're saying doesn't fall in that category before I set myself at odds with the whole tradition that I came mm -hmm. out of. And I think a person has to, if they're going to take this seriously, they have to be pretty convinced that all the arguments against what you're saying are, are not good. Right. And, and, I, and excellent point again, by the way. And I think for me, the reason it's not preference is, is because of, you know, again, I ask, as I asked earlier, how many demons, how many healings, whatever occurred in the first century in the name of Jesus, nothing. If again, if we were to walk with him in the first century and yell Jesus as he's walking by, how many people would actually turn around? You know, that wasn't his name. That wasn't his name. There, God named the son because of not just the pronunciation, but because of the destiny behind the the message, the, the ministry of the son. Zach, it looks like you had a yeah. I, I, don't I, raise I, your hand ever again. Well, right? I'm just what is that? I'm trying to be professional. Yeah, don't do that. I, yeah, it's it's not working <laughs> since we were on time. Um, I, I guess the question I would ask: What if I was just to call Jesus whatever I wanted to call him? Right. I mean, I could just call him Ben. I could call him. John, I could call him Dan, and it's in it's what's in my heart. So would I be wrong to call him something other than Jesus? Like what you, you asked me before? Well, if, let's say if, if I called him Satan, but it, yeah. in my own terms, Satan means Jesus. Yahweh, it means right. Yeshua, it means Jesus. But in my mind, because if I was to go make my own language up under our modern laws and under our modern literature, if I made my own language and Satan was the same thing as Jesus in my uh, uh, language, would I be wrong? Because in my heart, Satan doesn't have the same meaning as what another language would. So, I mean, would I be wrong for using that? Right. And I, and I like that point. You know, <clears throat> it comes down to, and you were saying it before, you know, if it's not just pronunciation, and I want to make sure I'm bringing both together, it's not just pronunciation, but that is definitely important. It is the character behind, but I think it's a both and, not an either or. And you're right. You know, if it doesn't matter, if Jesus doesn't matter, then what about John? And if John doesn't matter, what about Jake? You know, and, and even so far as to say Satan, because he knows it's the intention behind it. And so in the name of Jake, I pray, you know, it's close enough. And he understands what I what I mean. And let's not have any miracle behind the name Jake, because then we can just start our own cult. You know, because if we, if we get a miracle behind it, we have authentication. Um, yeah. And, and, that, and that's that's my whole point is. Let's say at the end of the day, it didn't matter. What did you lose by calling him by his original name? <clears throat> Let's say at the end of the day, it does matter. Now we're in trouble, you know, and, and so I, I'm talking to people who are a little more mature now, just just for a second. So if you're a newbie, go watch the passion. Listen to what they say. They did their research, you know, and you might argue Yeshua, Yashua. You might argue that that's fine. We'll get into that in a future show. But the question is, does it matter today? And if it does matter, because sometimes it matters, but people are afraid of like what Ron said earlier. What will people think if I start using his original name? And my question is, have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? If so, I'm OK with that. I think I'm trying to think about how I would do this. I mean, if, if, obviously, you're correct, you know. Yeshua was the, the name. I would present it in such a way as not to make it seem like if you use the name Jesus, you were wrong. Right. That's I would my present job. it in a way that this is a little bit more authentic way of addressing him. This is the yeah. way he would have heard his name. And that's why you're on the ago. show. 
and and that's the way I present it. But I would never present it if you don't do this, you're wrong. Right. If you don't do this, you're falling mm-hmm. short. You know, you know, you're missing the whole boat. And I think that's the trick is to pre- is to present the argument in a way that it's a nice, it's a better alternative. And you know, you and I are on the same page with Jesus, you know, or Yeshua. Let's maybe call him this. Maybe I'll call him this. But I recognize that what you're praying is authentic. And I think it has to be presented in, in a very loving way. Otherwise, Absolutely. And, and you're right. And, and that's that's what that's where I missed it the first time. That the brothers who presented it to me was this is right and you're going to hell and, unless you agree. Yeah. And and here's my thing. They might be right about that. I'm not you know, I, I, I can't stand <laughs> to say. That's basically what you're saying. Right, Let's I can't, hope they're not. Right. I, I can't stand and say right now that they were wrong, but the way they did it, this is why we need pastors. This is why we need shepherds. This is why we need people who can be patient and, and, and love. I can't. Uh, that's not me. I'm, you know, yeah, I get you're too not much. patient at all. No, that's <laughs> not love. That's not, not my gift. Thank you. You know, and I appreciate that because that's true. But and at the same time, though, my my intention here is desperation. Let's just why even err on it if it could be wrong when you know that wasn't his name. That was my fear. And so for me, it, it did become more than just eating meat or drinking wine. This is the father naming the son because of a destiny. And he who calls upon the name of the son will be saved. And when that verse was written and when that verse was spoken, the son had a name and that name should not have been changed because of human tradition is my fear. So I I think one thing I've been thinking of, though, you're kind of walking on the line that the spirit inspired scriptures can be wrong. Because that's if if it was never written in the New Testament, that's where and this is Holy Spirit inspired. Could that be wrong? Because I think that's another line in the sand that's it's dividing. Excellent point. And you didn't give me that one before the show, so I had no preparation for well, that. That's, that's that. You're on the next show. You're already fired. Just, just so you're aware. I mean, hey, on on the next one. What is that? Uh, at Ten. We're, we're ten a.m. Pacific time. We're yeah, going to do our finance Pacific, show. Yeah. I'm going to be the only guy on that show. <laughs> well, yeah. Risk Investigators Report has now one host. Let everyone know no. that yeah, well, Conan will be alone. Zechariah. We, no, we got about three minutes. Okay. So, so excellent point. Y- you are saying that our scriptures are not Holy Spirit inspired. That's an excellent point, and that's why in the beginning we talk about be careful how you listen because that can be heard. You know, um, in the scriptures, the name of the Tetragrammaton is written. We also know at a point in history, which we don't have time to get into, since you asked this question at the end, is that their vowel points got put in uh, later. We also know when it came to the Greek scriptures that we don't have the original copies. Okay, we, we, we don't even have copies of the original copies. We have copies of copies of the original copies. Well, they go back to about the second century. Right. We so, have a piece of the Gospel of John from 90 AD, so we're, we're pretty we're, close. We're close, but we're not, we don't have the originals. And, and so all I'm saying behind that is, it's not questioning the authenticity of the scripture. It's questioning the name Jesus versus the original name. And so once we adhere to Yahshua, Yeshua, and we'll get into which one is, might be more accurate in future shows. So do you consider the scripture Holy Spirit inspired? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, and when we get into our show about contextual criticism, um, 
I went through some loops on that. I went through some hoops. And now, you know, did you give me the two minute sign? Is that what that yeah, was? I, I thought it was a peace minute. sign. I thought, okay. No, no it wasn't. That peace, was a trust two minute. Me. All right. Let's hurry up and get over with. So here's what we got for you then, Timotheus Zachariah. In the last two minutes, I want to give you a discipline. This is your spiritual fitness for misfits because you're a misfit. Okay. So I'm going to give you one exercise based on today's topic. Let's say you've been listening to this show, and, and let's say whatever side you agree, I would say this to you take the name of Yahshua and call on that name for the next three to five days as much as you can set it into your mind set it into your consciousness set it into your awareness and just call on yashua because he who calls on this name will be saved you have nothing to fear and nothing to be afraid of <clears throat> zachariah as a spiritual newbie i want you to not only do this but you're going to testify to it to see what happened as you did it throughout the week. This is not only your spiritual exercise, this is your homework. You have to do it. Well, you're putting this on the guy who showed up late. Yeah, not only did he show up late, he set up late. But, you know, we, we do thank you for donating all of this and, and making it possible. Now, how much time, you can't just say one minute and not give me the 30 second mark. Well, uh, you're, you're, you're 18 seconds, 18 17 seconds. seconds. All right, so we're gonna, we can continue this conversation and we're gonna get into church life next week. Um, for Pastor Ron, thank you for, for helping out, tuning in and continuing this on the BBS Network. Zachariah, I'm going to see you in a couple hours on the same station for Risk Investigators Report. Until then, this is Yakanin. Yah bless. <laughs>